0: Two, one, go. Welcome to the podcast. I am Deal, and this is Deal Talk. I present my guest today. His name is Benjamin Fortanez Jr. He is the founder and creator of Dark Minds Productions. Ben, welcome to the show, brother. How are you?
1: Good man. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, It's been a pleasure. It's been a long time coming. Yep. How you been?
1: Uh, Let's see. Well, uh, judging by what's going to happen when this episode gets out, been doing whatever, been working through what we went through with uh, COVID, been just trying to keep myself busy, trying to keep myself active, all that stuff.
0: That's what's up, brother. Keeping busy, keeping safe.
1: Yep, and just making sure, you know, protecting myself the best I can and protecting my loved ones the best I can.
0: Hmm. That's very important. That's Same here, brother. Same here. Um, yep. So, um, for our listeners, uh, I want to explain a little bit of your background. Uh, he is an actor and a writer. Uh, this man, uh, he may not seem intimidating, but he's a hell of an actor. <laughs> uh, he is very talented. Um, back in was it 15 16 we did a, a small trailer uh for cacophony a fan film uh regarding uh kevin smith's famous comic book and uh he he played the joker which it was a hell of a joker
1: you know, thank you for saying those nice comments as always. I mean, but you definitely were working on that on that uh, that trailer we did. I mean, you played Batman, you played Deadshot, you played Onomatopoeia. I'm pretty sure you played something else. But you basically were doing a lot of the heavy lifting, playing all these characters.
0: I I, I produce heavily, heavily. And yeah, and at I that think- time, and at that time, I uh, I recently became unemployed. I I. Produce heavily, and and uh, editing equipment, costumes, shit, uh, even the catering.
1: I mean, I do recall around that time frame, it was you and the the, the person we were working with primarily. Um, yeah, you you were the one that was basically telling him to get off his ass and start doing stuff. You keep talking all this stuff, just get, just do it, just do it. So you were kind of the pushing force and saying. It like this do it like that i mean as a producer you were the one that made things happen
0: yeah but i can't uh i'm not gonna take full credit of it I'm no not. no i mean again it's just out of but i'll take i'll take full credit of um seeking you for the role because first of all you wasn't gonna you, you were not going to start as a joker you were going to start as, nope. as uh zane
1: actually no really? zane I- Oh yeah, um, Zaz. Zaz. Zaz, Zaz. There you go. I'm I'm butchering uh, the name. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's um, yeah.
0: And yeah, man. um, We did a very distinctive, uh, which it came out awesome. The the scene in where you have all the gauzes. That was Uh, that was yeah. And I fought. I fought for that. I fought for that. I literally got angry. Like physical confrontation. I fought for that. And that was a, um, when the compliments I received from the trailer itself, and I say, hey, uh, I did this. They they just, uh, the, the joker at the end, they loved it.
1: Yeah, well, it was honestly such an amazing experience and a collaborative effort. I mean, even looking back at that, the fact that I think it was what, like four night shoots spread out, where it yes. was like literally from like, I think, when it got dark and the two locate the two places we shot was actually the building i was originally living at where we had the roof that
0: had new york city yes you you were the property scouter so it was a a team effort
1: yeah and then um the basement level which i gotta say i honestly had like it was so much fun that they we found like this mashed type of gate and we used that as like the cell door for the Joker. i'm like man this actually is coming out quite nicely. So, it's great when Spontane actually comes into play with stuff like that. But, you know, again, from my end, you know, people were very receptive of, like, all the things about the... Mine uh, as the
0: well. I went to Tennessee. Really? Yes, I went to Tennessee... Um, excuse me. I think, like, a year later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I go, like, travel to places, before I leave, I like to go to comic book stores. Uh, so, I went to, the, I think it's Rick... Rick or Ricky's comics, something like that, have a sticker, and you you know basically you start talking, boom boom, and I was like, have you seen the um, the Kevin Smith uh, fan film trailer for Batman Cacophony And the guy was like, have I seen it? It's amazing. It's like, like generally, you know, generally, amazing. And I was like, yeah, that's me, dude. He's like, what? He was like, this what? Like, he got like, you know, when you see somebody famous and you get shocked? Really? That's how he got. Oh, wow. Um, but it was, it was definitely an experience. Um, yeah. I wish things could have ended up a different path. Yeah. But, you know, I am glad it took a turn because I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able, uh wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't yeah. be uh starting my own company which is Stream Inspire Team. Yep. Uh doing everything I'm doing and yeah man, moving forward.
1: Essentially, you know, just like anything else, one door closes another one opens and you take what you can as learning experiences. I mean, that's life and you just excel more. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, I have a bunch of questions. For you, sir. All right, sir. Yes, this episode is dedicated to you and to you only. Oh, boy. Okay. This is where all your efforts and my admiration for you are going to come in reality for me. Okay. So, as I mentioned, uh, Benjamin is an actor. So, I I I want to know, you know, at what point, at what age... Were you like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do?
1: I will definitely say it was seventh grade. I was, I think, 13. And this was after I think I did um, a second play, because I did two plays. One was in fifth grade. This one was in seventh. It was Beauty and the Beast. And I wound up getting the role I actually wanted, which was Cogsworth, uh, because that one was all full of humor. I mean... Beast, there was already somebody there who was going to get it. Gaston was another person. Lumiere, I was like, oh, but it requires singing. I don't like to sing, whatever. So I had fun. And I'm not trying to, you know, basically glow or say anything. But um, I will say that when it came to applause from my grade level, because we did two shows for the school, we did everyone from the lower levels to, I'm going to say, third or fourth grade, and then fourth grade upwards. So I would say I was probably out of the cast of 20-ish kids who were doing that play, I would say I was probably, like, the fourth loudest that they clapped for. Because the first was the guy who played Beast and the guy who played Gaston,
0: Belle. The main and,
1: characters. Yeah, and then myself. And that's just because everyone was like, okay, he was silly. He was over the top. I just remember there was, like, this young um, – I think she was, like, a second-grade girl who was playing, like, the doll character. She went out. I went out and it literally was like, oh god, they literally were clapping so loud. So I was like, oh wow, this is actually a good feeling. But what happened after that, really, no, because we only were able to do one show, which you know was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, I talked to, weirdly enough, my drama club teacher, who I just reconnected with on Facebook, which I found so. Weird, because you know it's always been like you're surprised that you know you connect with people back then or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he brought up the play, which I was like surprised. Like, oh, I was going through old stuff, and I found the video. I just wanted what you were doing. The thing I really can't stand is the fact I cannot remember his exact words of what those encouraging. <laughs> go for. because that's the thing. We were. It was a. It was a function for school. I think it was like a little carnival or something. But he pulled me aside, saying, "I saw the video." You know I just want to tell you I think the gist of it was you know you generally have something and I see you were passionate about what you did and that you really committed to it and it even went back to when I did my first play which was like a weird rendition of Wizard of Oz where we were doing that dare thing where you tried to tell kids not to do drugs and whatnot and I recalled even then I took that seriously like they gave me the role of the wizard because back then I had a high-pitched voice of being a kid but I was able to shift it very much of a deep voice so they were like, oh, yeah, and I was going through my lines, making sure my voice was okay, and I'm like, yeah, I am definitely passionate. So he was like, just go for it, you know, just hone your skills, teach yourself, commit, and you can do great things. Like, to that extent, I'm pretty sure he wasn't being as cliche, but yeah, yeah. honestly, I was like, all right, I guess I can give this a shot. Why not? So after that, it pretty much was just, you know, theater here, going for trying some things there, something's falling through, but – the general gist of was, you know, that was the catalyst, you know, trying something I liked and really liked it. And then someone said, I honestly think you can go for it. Wow. Yeah.
0: I honestly think you will go for it right now. I think if you, if you commit to it and, you know, put work in anything, I think you, you, uh, you'll come far. I, I mean, I've always told you that, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not that i would often say no i mean i could if we, if we if we're going to go down like you know what has happened like within the last several years or whatever it, it, it's a combination of many things but you know life kind of promises yeah, things. yeah yeah so but believe me and, and you know people i still talk to occasionally like one of the people that commented on the batman thing has you know asked me routinely like oh you doing stuff or what's going on we always thought this like listen it's not that I don't want to, it's, there's always complications. And believe me, I've, yeah. I can get into stuff later about that, but you know, it's very encouraging and very thoughtful that people honestly say, you know, we believe in you and we honestly think you have something and you can do great things. And you know what? I've never lost my passion for that. You know, you would figure that if things like, if someone just, Oh my God, I'm projected and they think this, or, Oh, this is not pan through, you would lose it. And But for me, it's like, no, I mean, people say this, and I'm still passionate about it, and it's still been there after all these years. So believe me, it's, it's, it, it most likely is going to take a lot to really dissuade me to the point of thinking, well, I guess I got to walk away now. It's like, no, I mean, it's a slow process right now, but I'm still going for it.
0: Definitely, uh, especially, I mean, ever since COVID hits, things have become a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean... Uh, If I can say, um, as of we're talking right now, uh, you know, there's a couple things that, you know, were primarily happening in the pipeline before everything with COVID that happened. And it primarily was going to probably be, you know, things YouTube related and small scale related, like shorts and skits and all that. Um, Again, at the time of this, we'll see what comes about it. And you'll probably see updates and whatever. But, you know, it's it's always just been more self-producing of stuff. Not- yeah,
0: I, I this right here, this podcast, uh, has been in the making for four years, right? And yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, you know, shit happens in life.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna just interject if you don't mind. Uh, it's when you mentioned about the thing with uh, the the cacophony trailer. You know, I'd be showing, I showed that to one person who's a massive, you know, he's a fanboy of all this stuff. And, you know, I did tell him what we originally wanted to do, things didn't pan out. His response was that, dude, you got as far as producing that and doing the things you did. That's impressive in its own regard. So, you know, and he even was like, you know, at that point, you could, you two managed to do that. You can do anything. So.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's actually what led me here. Just, you know, like, shit happens. And um what me would have taken me so long it, because mics you know recording laptop, whatever it needs I've always been a person I've wanted I never wanted to do it alone but what happens that every time from uh, producing uh, writing comment comics anything just doing this uh, right now uh, I'm not sure if people didn't believe in me or just people didn't have the Willingness and discipline to actually achieve something. And. Um,
1: I would also like to say, like, there's also that facet that, you know, people will. And I will say I'm guilty of it myself. Some people will kind of say or try to lend themselves, but they'll have a hard time committing to things. Yeah. Thinking like obviously with stuff in life. But all the other than that's like, well, I, I just lost interest. Or oh, yo, yo, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. And. Is always a hindrance
0: on stuff yeah. like that is all these hindrances, yeah. So, I I've came to realize that, and I just um, for so the last year before COVID hit, I just well, with the t shirt pr- uh printing business, you know, I um, I said, uh, I basically said, fuck it, I'm doing it myself, you know. Yep. Uh, luckily, with the t shirt printing business, I have my uh, my partner, which is my wife you know um and then the brand and the production which is dream Inspire obtained just all me it's all me and i'm being uh very aggressive and and trying to reach out to people and do this because the goal as i ever you know if you remember me telling you the goal of me making this is to create a platform for people like you who have dreams who have talent who you know not everybody looks like fucking um, Tom Cruise or fucking Brad Pitt, you know? Yeah. And it can be certain, sometimes discouraging. And there's actually people like you that have talent. And, you know, I want to become that voice for those people who don't have the voice. You know, I, I, I want to be a culture shock in my community. You know, I, and I just want to see people progress.
1: You know, and I think that's what you know people like you Mm -hmm. could be like that a a voice in that support system, you know, to kind of vocate that because you know you have people who are influencers out there who will promote or will say, Why don't you check this person out or take a look at this or think Mm -hmm. about this? You know, that does happen, you know, and all it takes is just a bit of imagination and creativity, and sometimes that's all you can need with just a little bit of luck.
0: Yeah, everything I'm doing, all this. Uh, the audio version of the podcast, the video version of the podcast. Uh, I had my good friend, um, Gene, Earthling Gene, he's a Twitch player. Um, He's my friend from way back in Mario days. (laughs) And he's telling me, oh, you got to download this software and this software and this software, you know, and this and that and makes everything complicated. But yeah, I just fucking downloaded Zoom and it records and I can get, I can get when it when it when it finished recording and detaches video and audio, and everything. Sometimes things are simple, you know. Yeah,
1: and you know, we're we're now with what you're doing with the podcast, and with obviously with what we were able to achieve. You know, resources like this are readily accessible. I mean, you can even look at say an iPhone that has all the capabilities as you know some of the most advanced equipment. That even people in Hollywood manage to use. I think there's a film out there that a director shot it specifically with an iPhone. So
0: yeah, y- you know, I've, it, I've, yeah. I've actually heard um, they've win actual awards uh, filming with an iPhone.
1: Yep. So you know,
0: um, it's out there. It's just you know, sometimes we we stay stuck and, and procrastinating, bro. Believe me, you that- overthinking. Yeah. You know, I, like, listen, I'm blessed to have my wife And if I had to say one negative Negative thing about my wife Is that oh, excuse me. She um tends to Overthink everything mm-hmm. And Sometimes I do a post or I do a post, right? And my grammar's not correct And she sees it And she criticizes it And I'm like, it's, fuck it Fuck it. You know why? Because we live in a world that everybody wants to show you they they drive a fucking Maserati, but nobody wants to show you what they had to work and do to get there. Yep. And I uh, and, and I think that's unfair because you're you're basically showing you're showing uh, all the highlights, and you're showing you you're selling a dream that's it's not that easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess because it's just the the glamour and the 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 idea of like you know all this luxury that's there, and you know it, it, people probably look at like the whole journey aspect and the struggle as kind of as an afterthought. When it's like, no, I mean, it's, I, I'll even kind of just jump in to say like one reasons a lot of my personal stuff, which you know about a lot of my stuff all the years. It's because I'm probably the worst when it comes to procrastinating. You know, I always had this thing of like, oh, it has to be perfect. Or this idea doesn't flow when I'm trying much more now getting to a point. Where I'm like, you know what? That is the point of making these things. You get the idea there. Yeah. Take that pen. You just scribble, whatever the hell it is. And you work through it. You
0: yeah. fine tune it. How do, you, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know if it's perfect? If you never got there?
1: Exactly. You know, so,
0: like editing. Fucking, I've never edited it before.
1: Mm.
0: How do I know if it's perfect if I've never actually tried it? Something has to, I have to create something and at this create it, then take a step back and look at my creation, right? And then now, okay, next time I should do this. Or maybe I should cut this and put this on and attach it, you know, yeah. and slowly you become almost a perfectionist, but now you know what it takes to the product or the object to look perfect. You yep. have to do it.
1: Yeah. That's practice. Again, old fashioned saying practice makes perfect.
0: There you go. Boom. Yep. So, so let's talk about a little bit of, about your podcast. I'm, I'm intrigued. Dark <laughs> minds. What up with that?
1: Okay. So technically speaking that just because it has been something that's been, it's primarily I've always been a, uh, a movie review podcast, and it's okay. called Movie Confessions. It would technically be a Dark Mind production of itself. It's something that I've done with my good friend John T. Camille over the years, and that's just started because so many people came to us, like from family and friends about, oh, what's our opinions of movies? we are like, well, why don't we just do a review thing and just go at it? Because we can get pretty heated in our, our discussions about films. Um, but the podcast, we decided to say, you know, we'll do that, but you know what, let's have fun with it. Like, he puts on a character where it's over the top, and he'll go, like, fanboy ranting, saying, that's not how you do this. You do things like this, and you do it like that. I got to be the one be like, okay, let's calm down. I'm the one that brings a lot of the intellect and a lot of the, you know, the, the points of, like, okay, A, B, C. He'll bring a lot of the fine-tuned fanboy stuff when it comes to a lot of stuff. I mean, he knows his shit, too, and we've done a couple discussions here and there about, like, oh, well, this casting is this. Why do we feel about this? As of now, we are trying to get it back into the mold. Uh, It's just, uh, again, things kind of got in the way. And we kind of lost a little bit of passion for doing it just because, you know, a lot of the movies we would see or a lot of things we would talk about when it comes to like television or something, it would, we wouldn't feel as passionate about it as we used to when we talked about it. And, you know, we don't necessarily want to put something out there that's like, you know, very bland in sense of conversation or just bringing up things. You know, you want to generally want to have... That vigor of saying, well, when we looked at this and then we find this, you know, if we're just doing it just for the sake of doing it, you could definitely sense it, even if it's just audio, like these guys just probably don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. So what is it? You guys um take like what is it? One you you uh critique one movie each episode, or just you have certain topics. Like uh, you, this episode, we're gonna talk about this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Or is it just one episode about one... We did a couple ones
1: where it was um, probably two films at once and it was probably because they were either um, on demand and they were that was the only way to watch them. And ones would be just say, I saw something and he would jump in to ask me the questions. And it would be points of like, okay, so how do we feel about the actors or what do we think about the production or what kind of movie is this? This is like something that's like awards contender where it's about meaning and thought or is this like a fun movie. Uh, One I can think of off my head was we spoke fondly of that uh, Hitman's Bodyguard movie with Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. And we're like, this is meant to be popcorn, not meant to be taken seriously. This is how you enjoy a freaking B-movie in that sense.
0: They say they're going to come out with part two.
1: I, I think they filmed it. They were just about to release it this year, but,
0: oh, no, COVID. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So,
0: I, thought, but, uh, I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was fun. I, well, I love, you know, when you have Samuel L. Jackson is like, motherfucker here, I love it. When you have um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Reynolds' humor, I love it. You yeah. know what I mean? Deadpool, so. Yeah, and, um,
1: again, one of the points that we I think we brought up was, like, oh, you know, again, you know, you have movies that are trying to sell it. Their chemistry, the fact that they they know how to do these type of roles, him being uh, – Reynolds being Mr. Improv Person, Jackson being Mr. Motherfucker and just being the badass that he is, that's chemistry right there. And I think that's what sold it. So stuff like that. I think we did talk – I'm trying to remember what was one show we talked about. We were – again, depending on how we do this, because it was originally planned that we were going to talk about Mandalorian because John knows – practically everything star wars star trek stargate massive sci-fi person so i was going to be in as the neutral person coming in to talk about like okay this is what i see this this and that um time of recording again hopefully we'll get back to the fray and i'll have we watched the entire season next season and i'll be getting to watch things like um, clone wars and rebels because that is the one thing him and about two other star wars people get on my case of how could you watch mandalorian and not watch that stuff are you really a fan like I was just under the impression those were, and I'm doing the air quotes here, people, cartoons, and they didn't really mean anything, but then they just gave me that whole, like, blasphemous, how could you, but you put the time into watch stuff like that, you get deeper thought, but in regards to the podcast, you know, we, I think we did talk maybe once about a video game thing, and we tried to spin out to another video game thing, but it was primarily him, because he had the means to actually buy video games where right, so I- like
0: when when i want to have i i want to have a podcast episode with the with the dark minds when what can we make this happen
1: i will get to them as my next earliest convenience to see what i he- want
0: listen i want you guys to be on my podcast and i want to be on yours I, I want this i want this to happen i, I i'm i'm intrigued I, i'm okay. intrigued
1: See, it's, it's See, this people. I mean, he, being Mister <laughs> Persuasive Individual, the I'm not gonna say it's not gonna be hard to convince. You know, my my co podcast partner about this. Uh, it's just okay. What 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 we can generally talk about, and hopefully, and not getting too overzealous with our nerdy nature, because, while Dio being the individual he is, he can tend to get a bit nerdy himself about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just bear in mind. I mean, this is a man who definitely knows his things. He's definitely professional. But that's fine. Think,
0: that's fine. Just, I'm, I'm just
1: I'm just saying. Like, if, Listen, I,
0: I, I just <laughs> you know what Out of the three is, of I, us. I I, so. I enjoy. You know, I enjoy when um, I'm speaking to people that are passionate about something. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's enjoying it, it's enjoyable to be around that atmosphere. And see yeah. and see how the human, you know, as you know me, watching somebody else just almost dissect them, like how they, the you know everything is moving in their mind and just how it makes them feel. It, it's it's fucking orgasmic, you know. I I enjoy that. I, I, I watching a human at at its best and being happy, you know. And this is, you know, this is what we're all about, man. You know. Yeah. Especially in this in this, you know, pandemic we're in, bro. Like you could have fucking half a million, you know, dollars in the bank and it don't mean shit. Yeah. We live you... we are in a mo we live in a moment that, you know, you could be rich, it don't mean shit. Yep. You would die tomorrow, literally. And
1: unless you got more to your meaning in life or things mm-hmm. you're passionate about. Complete. So oh. to answer that, you know we'll touch base with them because I generally want to get it us going with it, get the episodes going. Cause you know, figure, okay, we produce the content and then we'll obviously we'll do. Well, just cross- come on,
0: just, just come on my podcast. Come on, my well, podcast, you know, we'll, you know, we'll run it as, as you know, brainstorm. That's it. That's it. And hopefully it'll motivate. It'll give you that energy, that juice to, to do it. I mean, baby steps, you know? Yeah. Well,
1: like I said, it's just because it's been a while since, you know, right now since i talked to him. But like I said, at the time of recording, things will most definitely like 99.9% be in the pipe works that this will happen. That point one will probably be the usual procrastinate. Like, I'm just joking, but procrastination nonsense. But as as of time, you know, it is in the works. Let's leave it like that.
0: So how's, uh, have you been writing lately? Have you had anything new?
1: yes and no i say yes because it's primarily just ideas to get to writing um the main issue has always been my current job and that is just because it is a very very stressful and very physically demanding job i work you know for the united states postal service Mm. and there are times where thank you for your service sir well you're welcome believe me with everything that's been going on and all the other nonsense that's going on. It's just, yeah, I'm just happy to at least have income coming in and help out yeah. however I can. Um, and that's one reason why, you know, things have been stagnant with my getting things going. Awesome, like,
0: awesome. So what, let me ask you something. What, go ahead. You know, would hypothetically speaking, right? Let's, go let's, go. Let's, 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 let's take a moment and, and, uh, and just think about it. hypothetically speaking. What would take... What would what 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 will it take for you to sit down and write something from start to finish? It doesn't mean have to be a perfect product. Product, just you know what what will it take for you to move in your gears to your dream?
1: Well, I would honestly say that as of right now, for me to really just get something done. Is just, um, just a free time, honestly. And I say that because literally right now it's uh, the busiest season and trying to get something done after coming home, cleaning up, eating, I'm gonna do something. I knock that and I have to go do it again and again. And that's one thing that is the procrastinating nature of all oh, put off tomorrow things. Like I'm just, I feel so out of it and so tired. And that's how it's always been, unfortunately, for the several years I've been employed. Like I it just drains you so much that you know you lose that luster. So and but like even with the years before that when I wasn't even doing something that's physically demanding, it was always like, Well, I'll do whatever. But now that it's like, well, I'm now gathering the resources, I now have at least people like you know, yourself. I do recall, you know, you've offered okay, well, just let me cease your stuff and I'll give you points here and there. You know, now I got people who are ultimately saying, Okay, you bounce ideas off me or listen to me all right that's that's that'll be helpful because most of the time I was just doing this stuff with myself at least now I can get another perspective that's just kind of the one thing and that's why at least with right now or whatever happens when this episode goes up more will definitely happen because by then it will be I will have equipment my own personal backing and just hopefully more support because people have been vocal by saying you know. Let us know. We'll come through, help you however you can. Because that's always been another issue. And you know? I'll just, just to touch on it real quick. I don't want to eat too much time. Over we time, we got time. I, I know. Yeah. Again, I don't want to detract from anything else you got planned. Don't it's just perfect. Primar- it's been. And like I said,
0: this is episodes dedicated for you.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, it's just always been the whole, like you get people and, you know, you have experienced it yourself. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to get this. And sometimes it never pans out. So it's like, you're kind of stuck, like, okay, then how else can I move forward? Or what should I do? I mean, if this doesn't, if this didn't work out, what do I do? Do I do something else? Do I try picking it up? And then at that point, you're just like, I don't know. So, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, well, I'm trying to do all this myself. I'm trying to write and do what I can with limited means, limited resources, try to produce a product that is, you know, hopefully just as with my creativity and my, my you know, my writing. That's just kind of been a thing. Like I, I will say I shifted gears originally from trying to do all certain things where I've been just funnily on one thing, at least right now. And when we get going, it's just writing, writing the scripts. Cause I figured, okay, if there's one thing I can try to do at least, let me get scripts on the ground see if I can try selling them. After that, if I can produce something on the side, that's great. Trying to build my portfolio, the CV, just say, okay, I can do this. I produce this, all this stuff. That is kind of just where I'm at. Right now. That's a lot i know and you've told me you personally told me like focus on one thing man you're yeah. overwhelming yourself and that's why it's like okay that is what i'm trying to do right now funnel one task as a break right which is okay well right now as it stands uh well firstly just getting through the holidays so that now i can have my free up time because one thing that has happened with the whole job is they do often around this time period need you to come in on your day off. And my days off tend to rotate. My only legit day off has always been Sundays. And then it's always, well, it's the Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday. And the travel is another killer. Because as of now, from my job to my house, it's between 40 minutes to an hour drive on top of working all the hours. So that's one reason I get so tired a lot of time with all the driving. On top of all the driving, I do delivering things and all this stuff in a truck. So it's – it's. but as of, as of recording and whatnot, it's um, – I would say a. will give people a little bit of taste. It's like a Tarantino esque crime short that just revolves around people of shady backgrounds come together talking nonsense about certain things. A little bit of dark humor, talking shop, and then probably ends on a shocking note. And that I'll just leave it like that. Fig-
0: that sounds awesome. Out. I mean, shit. I would like to produce that.
1: Well, we'll talk. <laughs> well, I'll, we'll, I'll get more discussion with you because I do want to talk to you about something else. But okay, look, okay, it's it's kind of uh, we'll, we'll say- do
0: an, uh, off off yeah of we're we'll talking yeah that,
1: that that's why after after we're done so yeah
0: but um, but yes everything you're saying um, it's it's valid man it's not easy I've I've had people uh, one of my good friends um, John he's going through a divorce he lost almost 95 percent of his business because of COVID and yeah. and you know my love and heart goes out to that man because he's hustling nothing but respect. Yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's not easy. You get what I'm saying? This is not easy. Um, since the last time we spoke, everything has changed. You know, I have a small printing t-shirt business, you know, uh, uh, I've had, uh, June attain, uh, for quite some time now. Um, it's not easy, man. And I speak of, you know, my experience, because I'm a husband, I'm a father, I have a house to maintain. Um, And this time that we've been dealing with this COVID and um, like I was working a full time job. I was an operation manager. Yeah. You know, I was making 65,000 a year. (laughs) I got laid off. Then I got another job, same position, a little, little less money, uh, left for, you know, XY reason. But in all that transition, I was starting my T-shirt printing business, small. Yeah. You know, as each year has passed by, it has progressed and I've been doing this. And this time that, you know, I left and I'm doing this, it just helped me focus on what makes me happy and what are what do i want to do you know i'm trying to monetize this shit i'm trying to do you know anything possible read and research because i don't want to go back to work to anybody else yep i want to work for myself i want to i want to wake up early as hell and get the day you know you know, get the day the most out of the day. I want to spend time with my wife, I want to spend time with my son. And I wanna do this. See, I, I like this. And if you know, me and you, uh, for a very long time I've always talked about what I wanted to do is which try to set up a platform for an individual like us. Yep. You know, give a helping hand because it is difficult. And this time that I've I have been out. I'm taking advantage of it, brother.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I um, I guess the best advice I could give you is you have to put yourself first. You have to be whether it's one page a day, which is a paragraph. You want to be happy. You want you want your passion and your dreams and your talent to show them. You have to put find a way. Every time you take a shit in the bathroom, write <laughs> something down. You know, like I remember when I used to work at Summit Security Services, and I was standing eight hours in the fucking path and in the in the, in the freezing because it was fucking cold down there in those tunnels. Yeah. Yep. You know, I had a little pad, at which I have like a box around here with a bunch of stories, comic book stories that, you know, I wanted to write and ideas for this and that. I just wrote them down and, and, you know, one day I took them out and start reading them. You know, all, an odd and all in good time, they will. You know, they are going to come true because now I know what I want. You know, it's been a long journey, but I've taken the time, take an hour a day or, or, or half an hour, and, and and wrote things down. I have to put myself first. And you have a career. <laughs> Fuck that. You have a career. You work with the United States of America. Your <sighs> posters. Yeah. But that 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 hunger you have, that talent, that vision you see yourself in that particular character and your production, that nine to five is not is not feeding it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So unfortunately, I'm not saying leave your job.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Know,
0: I'm saying, how bad do you want it? I'm not even saying, I'm actually how bad do you want it? You have to, you have to take time. And, Invest in yourself, brother. Yeah. Well, it's like for anybody, whoever's listening, just reading a fucking book, one book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, a fucking book will change your life. Uh, reading one book will give you discipline, meaning you'll if, if it's 300 pages, you're disciplined enough to at least read one chapter a night. And you got the, you know, you got the stuff, brother. And it ain't easy, but how bad do you want it?
1: Been something I, I've been, yeah, you know,
0: it's, uh, and the day you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to end it with this. And the day that and this day that has transpired, I've I think I've emailed 50 people, I'm not gonna lie. From those people, 50 people, only, only one person e- only emailed me back to be on the show, which hopefully on Friday, which today's what Monday, hopefully on Friday, you will be joining me and that's all it takes you know like well we'll talk after the podcast
1: yeah 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 so but like i said i hear you man and you know just to see the dream inspire obtain it's something that should always be reinforced when you're pursuing the things you want in life and with a as we always reiterated from this episode, it's like, yeah, things hinder you and you get discouraged and you know, that's going to happen. Things are going to not fall through. Things are going to fall through the cracks. Things are not going to turn out the best you want. You just got to keep the hunger alive. You got to keep the pursuits alive and you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. And that's the learning experience. You get stronger. Not even
0: that, Ben. I mean, I remember when we, uh, we worked at galaxy towers, East Gutenberg, that hellhole.
1: Uh, no. You know, I was,
0: I was, um, I was the first one who judged you and made fun of you. And, and I feel so guilty. Because you're an amazing fucking person, you're an amazing fucking person, and you have an amazing fucking talent. I will say this.
1: I didn't take it too personally because you were friends with my brother-in-law, who, let's face it, we both know too but person. <laughs> I love you, Two-Tone. Yeah, you know, yeah, know, you know who he is, so it's like, okay, obviously, oh, you know, this is the type of person he would know, which I've known people like that in my life, but, yeah. you know, knowing you, who you are, and working with you, and obviously being friends with you, it's like, okay. Again, more two meets the eye type of thing, so. But. I got you. Yeah. So at that point, if there's anything to leave on folks, I mean, you know, you, you, just, you know, it's, as anything, just go for it. You're not going to know unless you go for it. Exactly.
0: So I'm going to go for this question right now. Go. So your family, it, it's into mixed martial arts. Yes. I've known you for quite some time now, years already. Do you know martial arts? Not to the degree
1: that one would think it would probably just enough to maybe defend myself because it's been so many years. But let's just say when I was doing it, I really didn't strive to really want to do it. I did it just to try to be active and be with family. But when it came to martial arts, and again it's it's just because i didn't know what to expect i always had this thing of like oh my god what if i get hit how do i react when i get hit whereas like at this point i have been hit before and it's like okay it's gonna happen it's gonna hurt you just gotta stand up and take it but you know the fact that it's like oh but you know what if i what if i suck what if i can defend myself but generally speaking um if i had the means and the time and the money i would love to pursue it again and this time really be committed to it uh just because uh, from watching so much different things from like martial arts day documentaries, or even like as much you would see as me and say my sisters watch, or yeah. even the movies we see, it's like, wow, there's like so many different styles. There's so many different things you can do. Um, I think the one that always was something that, you know, was generally a lot of fun to really learn about was jujitsu. And I think one that I've always actually been fascinated with was Krav Maga, which is essentially counter-attack if I'm not mistaken. So, it's great because
0: those are two uh, martial, mixed martial arts that I, I want to learn. I just don't, I get, I just can't afford it. It's gone uh, overly popular. Popular that everybody's it, fucking doing it.
1: It's too. It, it's gone commercial, which is like you know it's hard to find one that it's like
0: more smaller
1: based where you can you know be more into. Where instead of like say the Taekwondo stuff, which I did as a kid it's like, yeah, they run the school, they try to learn them, it's like the belt system, whereas the, the the martial arts that you know I did with family was, which, you know, they have their own studio still, they always wanted to focus on the individual person and earning, you know, your belt levels. Like, I think I recall when my oldest sister and my dad earned their black belts, the sensei always made the fact, like, you know, you got these ones, now you just have to keep them, like, you gotta keep fighting for them keep training yourself to yeah it's, it's like
0: uh, ongoing education
1: yep and it's never stops so
0: that's awesome man
1: yeah i mean like i said it's just uh you know right now it's you know, always like money and just timing because you know that takes commitment and whatnot but definitely would love to just get back into that everything's fucking money
0: nowadays, bro everything yep yep everything yep. and fucking it's not even worth the money <laughs> you know but you, 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 like like the rent has drastically gone up, <laughs> and when you when you come to see where you're living at, it's like a shithole. It's fucked up.
1: Yeah, trust me, things are just as bad as they were originally going to be from the last several years. <laughs>
0: So are you going to invest in like HBO Max, uh, Max, Max? Am I saying it right?
1: HBO well, yes, HBO Max, most likely because I have someone who's willing to go 50-50 on me with it because I already pay for Netflix. Someone I know has the Disney Plus. I know somebody else who gives us access to Hulu. And yes, HBO Max is something I'm going to invest in, especially with what they recently announced well, at, the time the, at the time of the recording.
0: <laughs> but, uh, what was, uh, was it Wonder Woman?
1: Uh Well the recent news was they're The studio slate of movies That they originally were going to push for 2021 And they're going to do a We're going to release it on HBO Max But if you have the option you can go to the theaters And watch it as well depending on how theaters Are and COVID restrictions and whatever So it's like okay so we have the option If we want to watch it on there We'll see because right now I think HBO Max has it's, just, its primary library Of things that they have which is like
0: say They some- have a very good library I'll, I'll tell you that much
1: yeah, I mean there I mean obviously a lot of the stuff that Warner Brothers HBO Max owns is DC comics. So a lot of the DC if not almost all the DC stuff is on there. And yeah,
0: then, I, I I got um I subscribed for a small time for um DC Universe. Not a lot of shit. Waste of money.
1: Yeah, I think I think John, the podcasting partner, he you know, he actually had that for a while and you know he he was primarily looking at the animated stuff. He was like, well, Titans yeah. was this and then Swamp Thing or whatever, but it's like, all right, well, we'll wait until HBO Max because they think that was its own thing, but then even, it- I
0: think like Swamp Thing, they moved it to like regular television.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: to um CW as a regular show and like
1: Got read
0: something or I saw something that it actually killed killed the ratings. Like it went, it went high. Yeah, but um, then they went canceling it, so and it was a good show. Mm, good. It, was, it was very like horror, dramatic. It was a good show.
1: Well, I'll say this. The guy who did the Conjury movies and Aquaman, he was the force, like a creative force behind it. So that makes sense as to why it was able to do what it did.
0: Yeah. Um, so. And then Disney Plus. Uh, I mean, they, they uh, got well, me because they bought um, Fox, 20th Century, which has a lot of fucking good movies. Yeah, you know, a lot because when you, when they first came out, I'm here like waiting for the, for the Falcom and the Winter Soldier and yeah. Hawkeye and all these fucking shows, and, and it come with Jack. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I do remember the whole thing of like, you know, Disney was going to do all this and that they, oh, one reason they bought 20th Century was to get their Marvel characters back and so they could do all my possibilities and If they wanted to do things like Deadpool, which last I heard, yes, they are going to go full with Deadpool 3. Yeah,
0: I'm glad glad they didn't fuck that up.
1: Well, I'm assuming, hopefully I'm wrong, is that they're trying to, you know, Ryan Reynolds has always been a big person in the creative side of the two movies so far. So they, I don't want to believe it. Maybe they're going to try to say, look, look, we're going to let you continue to be creative force. We just have a couple of stipulations. So...
0: But you know, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't create, you can't create Deadpool without a radar I it just, it, it's in.
1: Yeah. And it's, and again, that's one, because I think they had like another Disney, I think had a label for like their films that were that, but now that they got Fox, it's like, okay, well, it's now 20th century studios. It's not Fox anymore because Fox is owned by a whole other thing. So it's either, it's 20th century studios. So they can now say, okay, well, we're going to do the R-rate stuff, and hey, here's Deadpool, and here's say, if yeah. we do Daredevil again, here's Daredevil again. Or, Which no, they're Daredevil. trying to
0: save, and I hope they they um they succeed, because Charlie Cox is the man. Yep, I mean,
1: kind of jumping into it, I did, I, I really want the rumor to be revealed that when the whole thing with the next Spider-Man film comes into play, maybe they can bring his character in as a lawyer or a type that tries to help Peter get through the whole fallout of his you know identity being revealed, but you know, again, rumors and all this talk is like, come on, just give us fans a little something, man. Just yeah, man. Um, I
0: don't know. I don't know. Um, I just – I don't fucking – I'm still waiting for fucking uh, Zack Snyder, uh, oh. Justice League cut. Yes, yes. I mean, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Don't give me no BS. Give me what I want.
1: Well, again, hopefully – because I don't know how much more they have to do at the time we got this doing, but hopefully – because, yeah, it definitely is going to be in 2021. And you know it's it's gonna be his version, and going forward, you know, we
0: don't I, I've read I've read something that they're they're thinking about making like a like a series, like limited series, like at least for the Ben Affleck's Batman.
1: Yeah, I think I think for that, I think for what because I know they're still gonna do the you know the Robert Pattinson Batman movie movie. That's fine.
0: It's totally badass.
1: Yeah, so, and I think with, with that, it might give everybody more free reign to kind of do the stuff they want to do that they will be limited to if they release it in the conventional theater. So, mm-hmm. that would be fine. We just got to make sure, like, okay, Snyder, do not disappoint. Like, I think between 300, um, Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen, he did have his own director's cut versions. Oh, and Sucker Punch. And mm-hmm. those were always superior than the original cut. So, if this is how Snyder does his thing, it's a superior cut. Then of course, hopefully we'll be getting more. I mean,
0: I think I I I me personally, I think they should do that like uh, Justice League like mini series, uh, HBO Max uh, exclusive because he wants to do he wants to do a lot of shit. He wants to do Dark Seed. He wants to do you know. He wants to also get that Batman touch. He also wants to get the uh you know Clark uh Superman with the the, the black suit. Yeah, yeah, is that's all he he likes doing a lot of deep cuts. When I meet mean deep cuts, it's a lot of comic book, you know, like yeah. they, they criticize Batman versus Superman because you know uh, something about Martha. Remember that?
1: Yeah, from what I can gather, it's like the fact that wow, they made a real emphasis on the whole the connection and like that that. that. Character flip of that, like we could go on about that, but it's like you know, it was something he tried to make a little bit more impactful, and you know, again, I was surprised that their names were both Martha. Like, uh, I guess I really don't pay attention like that. Yeah, the time.
0: I mean, Kent, so, Clark Kent, Mrs. Kent.
1: Yeah, Martha Kent, Martha Wayne, that type of thing. So,
0: it, and I, I'm for me, I think I think that shit was genius, in my opinion, right? Because you have two, you have two characters, one that grew up with family. Uh, and you know has family values, and you have you know another one that has a lot of fucking money, but it has yeah. no family. Yeah, and, and they're both men that are influenced by their mother. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that was I think for me I enjoyed every fucking bit of it. I'm gonna go for Yeah.
1: So it would be touches of that if if knowing Snyder, especially with the teasers we've been getting of the Snyder cut it's like if that comes in more prominently within the four parts of the justice league then yeah i think you know fans and you know comic book aficionados will
0: appreciate that
1: and did you did you
0: see Endgame?
1: yes i saw it the day it freaking came out at the first showing with with about eight people
0: Excuse me. how did you how hard did you cry
1: i <laughs> i didn't cry necessarily i freaking was screaming at the top of my lungs over the, all of the massive shit like i could tell you the one moment that I will always cherish is um, if you haven't seen Endgame, where the hell are you? You are missing out. You missed out. Uh, obviously, they're fighting Thanos at the at the final part, and you know they're getting their asses kicked essentially. And Thanos has Thor with the uh, um, Stormbreaker about to really get him when Mjolnir. I popped. Gets <laughs> I, I popped. no. I literally my reaction was, is that Cap? That has to be Cap. That has to be Cap. As soon as he throws it, and we get Cap with the homies of. Who- Dude, I literally jumped to my seat like yes, yeah. yes. I did not care. Every like people my, essentially the people I was looking, looking at me is like I don't fucking care. I, care. I was fucking going. I love nuts. That, man.
0: I yeah. Love like, that. I was heartbroken I, um when uh Tony Stark died, but you know.
1: I will add this because the fact that I unfortunately got my younger sister into Marvel stuff. I don't know how. Because I recall we did watch stuff before. We watched Iron Man when it came out. I think we watched um, Incredible Hulk when it came out. But it was only several years, you know, like a several years after that when I think it was like basically after and um, Ult- Age of Ultron or whatever that she really just went all in with like just learning stuff of Marvel, watching the cartoons and reading up. Her favorite superhero happens to be Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. I, I want to say I've the genesis
1: it. yeah, well I think the genesis of it was because of the actor. She really likes Jeremy Renner and his take on the character and then she invested herself in researching him.
0: You and, know he sings. He could sing his ass off.
1: He has his music. I've heard it. Yeah. His song. Yeah, which it's surprising, I'll say this, that people were like, "Oh, he's just using his actor" just to be a singer. I'm like, "He was a musician before. It was one mm-hmm. of the things he did." But um yeah, I um I just I just um the thing about that is when we would talk about that, and we knew because I talk about movies with her a lot. She's not the movie buff I am, you know. She's, you know, I would say novice in the sense of all the stuff I tell her. It's like, listen, there's all knowing the path, knowing how movies are, and knowing these characters. We were like this. own, this. The this whole thing has to end with either Cap or Tony dying. Yeah, like that's how. That's how that. goes. You know. Were.
0: You know. Um, if you go back, um. Because I, I was watching it recently. If you go back to Age of Ultron, there's a scene, I think, when uh, the scene after Ultron attacked, when he first appeared in the beginning, yeah. yeah, that Tony Stark is basically like, that's the end game. You know, I was up there, that's the end game. And I was like, fuck, because now the last movie is titled The End Game.
1: It, it, little, little side note: I don't know if anyone knows about this, but um, the Black Panther song "All the Stars," the they had to rewrite a lyric because of the fact they mentioned the Endgame, and like, no, 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 take that out, find something else because that's gonna spoil it. But it's funny because because of something like that, everyone speculated that's gonna be the the title of the final film, Endgame. So,
0: well, again, I, at first I was skept- I was very skeptical because they were like they were gonna break it in 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 two parts. The ending, which is like Infinity Wars, and then Endgame, yeah, Endgame, and I was happy because they they did the first one and it crushed you. Like like some part of me and and the superhero fan shit, I like. I was like depressed the, the whole fucking year. I will say they made you they 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 made you they need like they made you feel like you needed. To, I need to go see. I need because I can't. Like I don't think nobody ever like after Endgames came out. I don't think people actually watch War uh, uh, Infinity Wars because it's heartbreaking.
1: Well, well just to, just to say, just to jump in, the fact is they 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 mentioned that it was like it was leaked out it was gonna be two parts and people were like oh now we got to do this we don't really want to do two parts because I think before then uh, one of the only two parts and I'm only bringing this loosely because I remember it no it was Harry Potter and they justified that saying they didn't want to cut out a lot of the stuff from obviously the books. And, you know, people movies who did that were basically like, you know, oh, well, we want to get more for our buck and keep people coming back. Whereas the same thing with Infinity War and Endgame, they had an idea or story set of what they wanted to tell. So they figured, OK, we're going to end it here and then we're going to do this. Now, I will say this about Infinity War, because if you look at that, that was revolutionary because that basically was Thanos winning. When was the last time we had a superhero film where the villain actually won? It was essentially Thanos' movie. We had the Avengers. We had the Guardians. We had everybody. It was a play. fucking
0: buildup. It was about the time he had his movie. It was a buildup throughout the years. Pretty much. And again, we got who
1: Thanos was, why he was doing this, like what made him the actual intimidating threat that they built him up towards. So, if you know, you go- I,
0: I have the sheriff Thanos and like... Uh, and I'm only saying this because my wife, um, oh boy, my wife asked me and I'm like, oh. I think everybody has a Thanos inside of them at this point. It's, it's I don't think H- he's wrong. I, I don't think he was wrong for what he was, um, snap, you know.
1: Okay, so well, you finished your point because I got my point with that, so go ahead. Yeah, all right, well. To look at it like that is the fact that he, if you remember from the reason in Infinity War, his planet was overpopulation and he realized, you know, this could happen across the universes and you know what, I'm the only one who can do what has to be done. And he was that type of person that was like, you know what, I will do what I have to do. I will kill who I have to kill. I will, you know, conquer whatever I have to conquer but this has to be done to maintain the balance. So he had a philosophy. He had an ideal. That's what made him the villain he was. He wasn't just like, oh, I'm evil because I want to conquer things. This, this, and that it was rooted in a philosophy and an ideology that was like, you know, this is how balance and order all around has to be maintained. So that being said, yes, people can have those type of things where it's like, you know, they see things as one way, but it might not mesh with everyone else the Mm -hmm. other way. It's, how we are as humans. It's how we are as people. You know, we try to see things good but then we tend to think about the other side of like, well, what if it was like this or what if it was like that? So, yeah, I think always, that's...
0: There's always two points of views. I mean, yep. Josh, so, is it Josh Brawling? You want to say his name yep, right?
1: that Josh Brawling, the actor, yes.
0: He did, a, he did an amazing job yep. just building up Daniels because, remember, you only saw clips at the end of the movie. Yep. And you know, then
1: the, the little section in Guardians where he was just there, so...
0: Yeah, it, I they did amazing build up You know those was it Caruso Russo brothers.
1: Yeah, Russo did brothers. Amazing
0: job. Um, yep. so I when I saw the last one, oh. uh, I was heartbroken because <laughs> oh. I'm a I'm a hard I'm a hardcore DC fan. Yeah, like you know? it's yeah. But the, the the thing is, is that. When it comes to TV shows and animated movies, DC kills it. Yeah. When it comes to actually making film, Marvel, uh, Marvel has more structural plans. You know, this is the plan from ten years, and they stick with it. They stick with it. But Warner Brothers, these motherfuckers just care about making the loot.
1: Okay, so. Let's, 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 you know, little discussion of that. The reason why Marvel was able to do the MCU prominently is because they only had one creative person at the forefront always, Kevin Feige. Feige did something that was not done on the level technically. I mean, you had people say like the Universal people with their monsters and to Kevin Smith with the U.S. universe connecting things in that level. And he even said when people pointed out like, oh my God, he did the original uh, cinematic universe thing. He said, no, that's what comics always did. I just followed the comics. Feige was always a comic book person and was always the main producer on all these Marvel films. So he kept the consistency, the balance, and the stories pretty much as they were. Yeah, the
0: same people, is, it, uh, that same concept DC has, but like the people who are making comic book TV shows are people comic book fan. That's why uh, The Flash is so praised because it's deep cuts. Um, animated movies as well, but when it comes to movies,
1: yeah, they, yeah, because if you recall, um,
0: I think maybe either Tim Burton or, or Zack Snyder, I think, are the two people that have actually done comic book movies uh, in this DC side, in my opinion, that actually have been comic book fans. Uh,
1: I will reiterate, and, I, that. Could,
0: and, I, and I could be wrong, I'm yep, open you, to well, be wrong. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah, because I think, yes, there's a consensus because their films have been stronger suited, whereas for fanboys out there, if any fanboys are sitting out, Nolan, not necessarily a comic book person, always uh, said, uh, yeah, I know, yeah. he always liked Batman and the Dark Knight movies always are, you know, some of the greatest movies you can argue or debate, but he always made them what they were, with crime thriller films, so he wanted to keep
0: yes. them grounded. and that's But that's what I, you know, that's what I love about fucking... Batman he's the fucking greatest detective
1: yeah
0: a- any so. true fan any true fan knows that Yeah. but when it comes to that's why i as being a comic book fan of being a Batman fan I was very skeptical when like I wanted to see a Justice League but how did I want to see the Justice League because like if you look at the uh, Justice League movie when you know they throw kind of shade at um, Batman it's like he's a guy you're saying all this this methodological shit and he's just a guy he's just a man
1: yeah like compared to everybody else who has the powers what well again this was we who kind of did the cuts and whatnot it's like what made what you had to present it as like why was essentially Batman supposed to be the de facto leader of the meta humans in that in that film why was why would they listen to him? It's like, yeah, he's a detective, but he's, he could have been a strategist. He could have been the one with the means to assemble and get all these together. So that's what it should have happened. It failed. So hopefully Snyder manages to retcon that. Well, saying, they
0: also trying to they also try to make him um, more like there's a scene where he's taking off his his armor and he his back is all bruised, and then Wonder Woman comes in. They try to made it make him more like, uh, you get what I'm saying? And he's not like yeah. that. He's not nah. like that. Um, I mean,
1: we, we we were technically, and I say this because it's like you know, it's a point that they tried to get across mm-hmm. with Affleck playing it. This was supposed to be the older, like the Dark Knight Returns, Batman, where it's like he was past his prime. But it's like, like they, they they did that, but it's like, but if you're gonna, if you're that gonna
0: that Al- scene was unnecessary, like yeah. I got, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That that That's scene not. was unnecessary because if you look at Frank Miller uh, Dark Knight. He's like, a, he's like a six year old man that's just looking for a thrill. He's been retired yeah. for fucking 10-plus years. It's fucking boring. And it's just driving him crazy. He needs that. He needs that just one more time. Yep. There's, you know, like Tyson recently in his fight. I need this one more time. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's more grittier. It, it's, it's poetic justice in a sense. And, and Batman versus Superman... Superman, you got that. Now this Justice League cut, now nah, They try to. I I I like the 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 humor, the funny. I like that because Batman can be funny. Yeah. Now when you're trying to make a more humane and, and oh, like no, Batman yeah. will fucking cross you in an instant. We've seen it throughout the comics. Yeah. So, um,
1: and again, just going back to what we were just said when it came to Burton and Snyder. Burton never really was a comic book person. He just took it because he needed, he, he was kind of the one they approached. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's just being subjective. And I do remember that because Kevin Smith and Burton kind of had their feud. I don't know if it's still there. I guess they don't but care anymore. Ke-
0: was a, Kevin Smith wasn't, I don't think it was, I think it was Superman. Because this is a documentary that came out, is it Superman lives, but they wanted uh, Nicolas Cage?
1: Yeah, but it's, uh, but the, But just not to cut you off, but the point I'm making is the fact that I think during one of his, like, speaking engagements, he was talking about, like, oh, I want to write a book. And the fact is, is that um, because I think in that speaking engagement, there was, like, accusations that uh, Burton lifted from Smith, and it's, like, uh, Burton made a comment that was, like, I would never read a comic book or something in regards even from something from Kevin Smith. And it's like, okay, I guess we know where Burton's attitude hits towards that stuff. Because, you know, Burton has a certain style and a certain film he made. So that's where I'm like, yeah. okay, so I think he respects the medium or the realm of comics enough that he'll give the best think I think, I think they just
0: gave it to him because he's like, he has, if you look, at, I don't know now, but Tim Burton is like very dark.
1: Yeah. He's very, that,
0: um. Yeah. That's home. Awesome.
1: That's home was, that, that tone. That tone was yeah. perfect for him one for Batman yeah. and if you see Batman Returns with um, Michelle Pfeiffer that is a Burton film where it's very very morbid and dark so that's a Burton version whereas the first one that was like Burton on restraint
0: so yeah and like they've been I think it received a lot of backlash because uh, they talked about abortion which is the Penguin being a uh, some, they, they, uh, some type of abortion yeah uh, the penguin.
1: Well, no, but I, I all I remember is like the parents were snotty, richy bastards, and they basically created an abomination of a kid, and they yeah. just abandoned him to the penguin. So I'm like thinking, uh, today, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen yeah, that it, film, so I see. Yeah, it, it was
0: something. It was something like that. <laughs> I, I read in the yeah. in the media.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but um, um, I would say like when it comes I mean, to better Brothers.
0: Clooney's Batman, right?
1: Okay, we can laugh at that now because that definitely was studio interference in general. They had to sell toys. It was the director wanting to kind of just go as bombastic as possible. Yeah. I mean, That's how you have to look at that. But again, because I recall that they wanted to do what Feige was trying to do with Green Lantern for Brian Reynolds. I figured that would be the launching pad and people were more into the Dark Knight style than the campy nature with what they did with Green Lantern, which ironically enough, was produced by the people who is doing Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and whatnot. Like, their style was better suited for the TV sense. Like, it could have probably worked, but people wanted Dark Knight. They wanted that greenness there. So they weren't really up for that. And I think even then, um, Reynolds, people wanted Reynolds from Deadpool more than Hal Jordan.
0: Yeah, he wasn't really good.
1: Even though uh, I read... Yeah, I mean, I read now that... Yeah, go ahead. Was, but
0: it's, it's difficult because... There's different you look at the comic books, there's different there's different types of how Gordon. You got like if you look at the anim- Adam, uh animation movie War, just actually War, yeah. like how Hal, Hal Gordon is like a funny, flirty, you know, Ryan Reynolds. But then you look at the comic books, um, the theory, uh, when they they battle, I forgot the name. The black uh, green la- the the black lanterns. Yeah, uh, he's more serious, more leader, more like we got to get this done type of shit. You know, so it's like you gotta present as one. I rather I rather then break the barriers with uh, John Stewart, which is like military. That yes, is, he's he's always one. You know.
1: So, um, just just to kind of jump into the whole thing of that, because you know that's one thing that I often discuss, you know, with you know with John and my sister when it comes to like the 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 behind the scenes stuff from what I personally would think when it comes to movies like that. It's like yeah, um, you know, Reynolds. I think th- there were other people approached, and they figured, well, he, him, his personality, people like he could probably bring something to this. And John Stewart has been always a fan favorite, which I think when they do the next Green Lantern core, it's gonna be him and Jordan. So it's like that's a chance. It's just with the way things were back then. It was like, okay, um, how do we go about this? Because let's just jump you into it.
0: but how but not to interrupt you, but Green Lantern sucked not because of um Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds.
1: Yeah, that was just because like, like they let's say they tried to be like a Marvel film from what it was presented, but it just didn't mesh like with what they were trying to do. Yeah, let's just say they, yeah,
0: they so. did a they, they did a they did a first second uh, Fantastic First, first second
1: Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. So I was trying to think of like okay, I think I know where you're going with that. Before
0: before uh, Captain America became Captain America, yes, it was Johnny Storm. Yep, yep. Or I, Johnny Blaze. I like, have no idea. No.
1: Anyways, moving on because <laughs> I, I think this point. Anyone who knows, who knows. So. Uh yeah man I mean at this point we're getting all this this renaissance where we can now take these films seriously and whatnot and I think when it came to Warner Brothers they were just more focused on just doing that because they figured okay we will do that and then oh now we got Man of Steel and then we can do what they do and then obviously what Justice League it was all about we gotta do catch up when it's like that's not how it works and now you look at Justice League and like yeah there's your failed expensive experiment right there.
0: if if I'll tell you this much if they would have stop playing catch up and done, you know, be patient and, and, and run the course. They'll probably, probably would have met, end up making more movies, more storyline, right? And uh, probably a longe- more longevity than the 10 years Marvel's had.
1: Even so, you look at, like, the, at least with the first Avengers and what they were able to do. I mean, you had from, like, say, they released Iron Man 2008 to the Avengers in 2012, you know, with the way Feige was able to coordinate and make sure the productions all ran smoothly, you had all those films lead with those characters and hint at the bigger picture with the Avengers. If they kind of saw, okay, well, you know, at least we have Batman, Superman, the, 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 the tease with Wonder Woman, then, hey, maybe Aquaman, and maybe we can tease the Flash a bit. And then if we could try to fit in Cyborg
0: then yeah, and then we can get yeah, the, the big... Cyborg movie supposed to come out a long time ago and The Flash and nothing. Well, an, I... Their inconsistency is where, you know, it's what's killing them.
1: Well, like I said, hopefully they, you know, from what we know, especially with what we're going to hopefully get with Snyder and then obviously uh, how that's going to move forward, I mean, it's just we got to see what their plan is because that was another thing. It was never one central person like Kevin Feige. It was always a combination of different people. Like, Snyder was supposed to be the main one, but then they decided to put other people involved and now they have other people involved. So it's like, it's just changing heads about who's running the show. So there isn't, as people said, there's no real Kevin Fuggy. It's always a committee, but it's like everyone's battling for, I guess, control of like what should be the best course when it's like, you know, you should have a plan at least as to what should be done.
0: Yeah. uh, I forgot the guy's name. He's the head of like... um comic book publishing or something like that in D.C.?
1: Uh, I'm, I only uh, uh, what he was involved with the movies or just like in the
0: new, no, not in the movies, in the okay. new comic book. That's okay,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Recently yeah. I can't, it was a while back, but somebody like him and any somebody like him that knows comics but also has background experience with film I don't, mm-hmm. think, I don't think um, um, Snyder, if anything, he'll be like the vice president. I don't think he should have full extent of that because at the end of the this is a business. Yes. You, uh, you know, if my son was 15, yeah, I'll get him to, you know, some gritty ass Batman. But you, you know, you're also trying to sell. Yeah. You're trying to market. Yeah. And if they're gonna do like a rated R shit, like a whole playing field plan out within the years and whatnot, rated R, sign me up. But you can't go dark and light, dark and gray. it's just imbalance. You see you yeah. see you see the whole decade of marble, same color. I, I will say this.
1: Um, because there was an example of kind of the counterbalance between the dark and the light, and that was with Wonder Woman, where the light elements was when she was on her home world, and it was like Amazons and all of like them being who they were. But then when she goes into the World World, she sees how dark, decrepit, and very, like very bad it was. So it's like you can have like a balance like that, but it has to be organic
0: and mm-hmm. fit. So or just just be real, Marvel, uh, DC is dark. It's magic, demonic, all this shit. Gods, keep it what it is. Don't, yeah, don't it, keep it what it is. Don't make it more than what it is.
1: Yeah, and that's why I will say, like, that's why I lean a little bit more towards DC. They managed to handle the darker things yeah. a little bit better than you know what we've seen from Marvel. Like they have good like,
0: dark stories, but DC JJ, handles them better. Was it JJ Abr- Abrams? Abrams, yes. He was yeah. supposed. He's supp- he supposedly last thing I read was supposed to direct uh Justice League Dark
1: might still be in the pipeworks if I'm not mistaken, but as if anything, they're probably just working on script and pre-production with COVID and all that, so that's the last letter yeah. too.
0: But it's, it's, it's all about money, man, because they did the the Birds of Prey. Yeah. First it was a Birds of Prey, then it was Harley Quinn and the the, the Birds of, That movie was okay, okay.
1: Well, okay, so it was Birds of Prey or the uh, Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, but to they, because that wasn't doing well, they said, oh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah, with that, that was, you know, them trying to give the Harley Quinn spin-off. and people were like, well, I think what people wanted was Gotham City Sirens with her, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. But I figured, well, let's focus on Harley now before we find our definitive ones. That was, well, from what I read, that was kind of their safe bet in the sense of something because around the same time, Joker was there and they're like, well, that's kind of the one where we're taking the risk and look what happens. What was the more successful film? which I will will say, it's a bit of a flex, but you could see my silhouette at the end because I actually was an extra on one of the night shoots. Nice. Yeah, I posted on my Instagram, and I I do like this weird hand motion just to kind of make myself stand out, but I was like, oh, my God, you could see my hair, and I was wearing that, but yeah, no, that was definitely an experience right there, the fact that I managed to get in one of the night shoots in Newark because I shot two nights in Jersey City and about three nights or two nights in Newark, so
0: yeah i remember that i remember talking to you about that yep
1: so um but in regards to what you said when it comes to a business yes regardless movies are a business it's just the fact like okay and what was it i think i think it was the fact that people are often wondering like you know oh you know why is it that marvel the way it is or how come these movies are the way they are well at the end of the day of making a movie should be uh a combination of art and business. Try to do something new and inventive but make people come to watch your stuff. And same thing yeah, with television.
0: You know what? You know what? I want a Batman movie that they don't um fuck his house up. Every that. they fuck his house up. They find out who's his, who who's his identity. And every fucking movie they fucking tend to do that.
1: Well, I mean what did you think with the new one? Because from what all it appears to be, that's like gonna be a detective movie in the style of that movie seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman.
0: That's what I love about the fucking one. Not just he's kicking ass, he's he's it's it's Batman at his best. Yeah, it's he's, I he's, he's it's
1: year it, two, if I'm gonna say that. Yeah,
0: yeah, early twenties, still not full capable. He's enraged, you know? Yep. And detective, the way they that that trailer, which was like usually, the trailers have nothing to do with the one when you go to see the fucking movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You realize that sometimes.
1: Sometimes there will be stuff that is from the trailers in the films, but you have to remember they were filming this right before COVID hit, and mm-hmm. then they had to put together something
0: with what footage they had. Mm-hmm. So, um, they that that scene they're breaking him in, and everybody's looking at him, and he's a detective. Yeah. It's, it's that's what the fuck I love. I think they're trying to they they're gonna do the story was the long Halloween or something like that
1: took inspiration from that the main storyline is him hunting the Riddler who's a serial killer in this film and taking on the penguin who is you know the mobster that he is
0: yeah, which is him in the beginning yep right um, yep. and it's fascinating because this is this is batman Batman is not. Throughout the years, or these past years, they may see Batman as this, this fucking guy who just beats people up. I mean, he is that. I'm not gonna lie, but his dete- he is he got famous in DC. Uh, was created Detective Comics. Yep, this is because of this gentleman here. Yep, Detective.
1: And if you, if anyone has played, let's say the Arkham games, a lot of the gameplay is detective. So they implemented that there. And I think there's like maybe a handful of occasions in the movies.
0: That's why, that's why the games are so good.
1: Yeah. So that's why you
0: you know you're figuring out, and it takes you quite some time to fucking figure it out.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they knowing the director and how he's been pushing the fact that this is gonna be the detective movie, it's like, yes, now we have audiences of people who want to see that. Like again, we had Ken from people just wanting to see superheroes fly or superheroes kick ass and the popular characters. no they want more in depth they want they people want to kind of be a little bit challenged and to really be invested in that level me.
0: yeah definitely and that's what uh, i'm not gonna lie i wasn't a big fan of uh patter uh, what's his name robert patterson Pattinson. yeah because of twilight I, I was never a big fan but then i started watching like uh elephant water for elephants and- yeah and he did this movie, uh City of Z. Yes. Oh, with the um, guy from Sons of Anarchy, Charlie something. Hanum, yeah. Uh, and these other, like, artsy movies. He's a fucking, he's a really good actor.
1: And that is kind of like, obviously, the detractors are like, well, he did Twilight. Like, yeah, he did Twilight. Have you seen the actual other work where he shows that he's an actor? When he was announced, my only thing was... What is the angle they're going to do with Batman and what is going to be the tone? Because that is going to have to utilize his acting ability. So it's kind of the same thing with Ben Affleck. Like yeah, they killed.
0: They killed. Uh, he, you know. He wasn't bad in Daredevil, but it's like.
1: It, it just didn't seem the like. The movie, he, like,
0: you had dancing at one point, right?
1: Uh. All I remember about the dancing was he was dancing with Jennifer Garner in a ball or some shit.
0: Yeah, like, why? No, no, there's this episode, there's this scene. He's walking, they're in the park.
1: Oh, the fight, the fight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the fight. I was like, they were dancing. Well, it was like the whole, like, oh, well, they're both martial artists, so they're going to try to one up each other. Like, it was like, Bullshit. yeah, I, I hey. Let's see. he the director did that movie, and then he did the first Ghost Rider. I think it shows like you know that man really didn't know what to
0: do. Well there was still they were still in in the trying stages.
1: Yeah, it was like basically because you figured Daredevil was supposed to be the more hardened of the of the Marvel characters, but you know, again, they tried to you know do this a little bit of this, a little bit of that, try to piece this, try to piece this. So it's like they they didn't know. They, that was like the trying to figure out what to do, so but yeah anyways.
0: Um, but Batman, when listen when I when Snyder first posted that suit, like the broad suit, um, with um, Ben Affleck, I was sold because I am, I am such a fan of Frank Miller's Batman. Yeah, like it's him, then it's uh, Jason Todd, Red Hood, yes. and then Batman animated series.
1: Yep. That's, so. that's,
0: you know, that's my, um, uh, my order. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And yeah. he had me, he had me at, at, at buffed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, so,
0: um, yeah, man, it's, uh, we've been up for a while, right?
1: Yeah. We kind of went from, you know, obviously talking about the stuff and then saying like, look, when it comes to the stuff of being inspired by. Here's an example. The fact that something as long as long as it being comic books is creative and inspiring enough for people like me and Dio to say, like, look, they, things like this happen because people were inspired. They were creative. And it drives us to want to do something of that nature in any form, like with say like the t-shirt business or the podcast, the fact that we could talk about stuff like this.
0: That is I think it's you- a, it's it's healthy, you know. It's yep. healthy to have a conversation in which two party have they have, and they're willing to hear, you know, they're willing to not be wrong or right, but also willing to hear what the other person, you know, has to say.
1: Yeah, and if, if there is like a, any type of disagreement or anything you want to yeah. talk about it, talk about it ethically. Don't be screaming yeah. like, or just, say, all right, educate
0: yeah. me. Why am I wrong? Exactly. And as you educate me, I'm doing my part to understand your point of view.
1: Yeah. So, if and if you people, can,
0: hey, agree to disagree, you know. I mean, exactly.
1: You know, just don't be don't be snarling, saying, "Well, you're wrong because this isn't." that's like, cut that. That's yeah. not how. That's not how actual people roll. If you want to be that way, take it somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. So. So. Where can
0: Where can uh, we find you? Uh well, on
1: well, my main <laughs> Instagram, unfortunately, is private because I got too many people that I don't like who want to freaking. Do things. I'll get more to that off channel. All but right. uh, going forward, let me try to let me just pull up what the the things are for the two Instagram accounts that I have. One is for the Movie Confessions podcast, and the other one, as of time, hopefully we'll have more detail to it, which is the Dark Mind page. Uh, the Movie Confessions podcast is movie two underscore lines confessions on Instagram, and as for Dark Mind, it is all just because it was the first thing I, I, I had as a as a title, Dark Mind Entertainment. It is only just a random backdrop of something, but hopefully by the time, you know, this comes up and things start moving, you'll see the official logo that I've been coaxing my mom, who is an artist, to draw for me. I've been asking her to do this for years and now she's like, Okay, I'll draw for you. Yeah, so she's drawing a custom thing for me. You will see it by then, but it is Dark Mind Entertainment. That is the Dark page.
0: Dark so. Mind Entertainment on Instagram and Facebook.
1: Well, uh, Instagram. Well, Dark Mind. Uh, Dark Mind Entertainment on Instagram. Yes. Facebook. I gotta double check because I don't know if I changed something else. But uh, hopefully well, by time.
0: Put- by the time this comes out uh, in the edited section on yeah. YouTube, uh, I should have the full information. I'll put it right below and. Yep. We could check you out. Um, yep, yeah, and then,
1: and as always, we'll do our best to cross uh, market because let's face it, this is good stuff. We talked about. And I'm pretty sure. Yes. More good stuff from his other. Well, yes, he says one. I'm pretty sure he'll bring more people on and they'll yes. talk. Talk. So.
0: Well, Ben, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this has been me. another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal, and we'll talk to you later. Have a good night, guys.
1: Good night. Peace. Everyone. Yes. <laughs>